Welcome everybody back for another week on the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast, episode number one hundred eight. I'm your host Tony Cotillo, joined by John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon, uh, sitting here on our Zoom and uh, you know our split screen and and seeing everybody while we're we're still working and we're still pounding away trying to beat this virus and you know some some good things have come out. Looks like maybe some antibodies and maybe we'll, you know eventually we'll see a peak and you know who knows, but there's still some sports going on. And uh, the first thing I want to get to is it looks like Major League Baseball is planning on you know, having a 100-game season, if possible, for going the All-Star game and having the postseason in a neutral spot like the Dodger Stadium. So I'm just curious of what you guys think. And, and one of the big uh, questions I want to ask is, and, and this may be more to Coach Dave because you know he does a lot with baseball and youth sports, with preparation, so if they're say if they're going to start, say they they plan on starting July first, what kind of preparation do they must you know do they need like what what kind of time they get their arms ready because obviously unless they have their own agenda their own work they're not working out right unless they have their own gyms so how much time do you think Dave does it take for them to be able to hit this July first thing? Well, the most concern. Players should be uh, pitchers, pitchers and their arm health, right? I mean, hitters are going to take a bit of time to catch up, but um, it's 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 going to take some time. I, I don't know. So they went through all spring training, right? So they're they're and they're off season up to this point for baseball players. They are uh, conditioned up to this point, but now this break has um, caused them for some downtime, right? So it's, it's, it's going to be tricky. It, it's, it's going to be tricky. I mean, they're conditioned, highly conditioned athletes, right? Um, and their arms are prepared. Like I said, they went through a spring training, but now they've had off from live competition for, what, three weeks now? Three weeks, I think. Is that right, John? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's about it, right? Yeah. It may even be longer. But yeah, it's, I think it just seems longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's like four months. <laughs> so, I mean, they're they're, they're going to have to treat it like, in my opinion, how I would treat it is like you're coming off of an injury, um, and and uh, prepare to come back like you would off of an injury. Um, so, uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're we're not even close to that yet, though. But I, I like the conversation of it. Um, high school kids, uh, they just put out there um, that they're still trying to work on saving the spring season. Um, so same with those kids. I mean, in my house, I have a high school baseball player, and he has trained all off season and um, is prepared. But he, here's the thing for him: as a, he's an outfielder, and you know, bats a little higher in the lineup it's going to take some time for those young players to, you know, get your eye trained to see the pitches as well as the, the uh, professional ball players and the college players as well. So I like the idea what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to be proactive and consider all things and make it work if possible. Yeah. I mean, what, what else do you do? Right. I mean, it's, you know, you don't want to be a pessimist, but at the same time, I mean, obviously things, 
don't always look promising just for the simple fact and we talked about this before it's not it's not the sickness per se it's it's the logistics of trying to make all this work and, and that's that's the biggest thing i don't think people are looking at everybody's saying well you know these numbers keep going up this, I, this doesn't have to do with numbers this has to do with okay eventually because of all the you know all, all the stuff that we put in place everything we implemented these numbers aren't going to you know they can't continue to rise Okay, they will a little bit, but they're not going to go to extreme amounts because of what we're doing. But the thing is, when this peak does happen and we start to come down a little bit, you know, how do we implement, which is the biggest thing of what you're saying, Dave? I mean, it's the biggest, you know, where do they play? How do they train? When do they start? You know, there's so many things that have to go into this. And what's nice is it looks like at least their, their minds are getting together and trying to, you know, basically come through and develop a plan. So that when it is time to go, there is no hesitation. They have it in place. And, and, and that's not to get long-winded, but I think that's what people need to understand with everything. And and I know, Dave, you've been close to this a little bit because of, you know, what you do for, you know, in daily life. But everybody's getting freaked out about, you know, hospitals being built and, you know, portable beds. But people have to realize that, you know, we're, we're hoping we don't need that. But if we did not have those set up, and we did not have them in place, if we did need them, we would be screwed. So, you know, a lot of this is preparation, and a lot of this is saying, listen, even though we we hope that we don't, if the numbers go up and we do, that we have them, just like baseball. Even though we hope that we, you know, or I should say, even though some people think we may not have a season, you know, the, 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 the odds are at least the plans are there in case that we do. I mean, does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, John? What do you think? Ba- baseball, uh, I think it'll happen. I Look, a July 1st start, um, I am not into athletic training, but they need a month. So you're looking at June 1st start. If you limit all that stuff, you know, to essential employees, look, no, no visitors, you know what I mean? Keep the players as healthy and as safe as you can and the staff and still, you know, no real big meetings, but you know how big a baseball field is. You know what I mean? In spring training, like, all right, maybe you don't have all the guys in a dugout or something, or you figure out, you know, smaller inner squad games to be able to get the pitching timing and up, but not all the hoopla, you know? And then hopefully, you know, by July 1st, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, nobody knows what it's going to be at by then, but you would hope with this almost mandatory quarantine for another four weeks, you know, and then if things may start to open up a little bit, then you give it another month before you're even limit, you know, limited spring training type, you know, limiting people in there. So I think it's definitely doable, but you got to see how, uh, how this all plays out. Are, are, are you, do you think, the all-star game like I, I seen people back and forth like oh you know what man you know we, how can we not have an all-star game and i honestly i could care less about the all-star game i don't think it's a big I, I think i think in terms of this you scrap it yeah why not I mean, because and even if you have it like the logistics are going to be too much because they take off like five days of baseball for that <laughs> i think they're they're last yep. like i don't know they i don't know if they go like what the exact days are, but I mean, there's a solid break in there. If you're trying already shortening the season, you can't have that kind of break. And then what are you going to do? You're going to make certain players basically fly out one day, boom and out 
And I mean, it's all about the whole festivities and everything that goes on and, you know, and then the, the crowds. You know, when would you have this all-star game? You, you can't have an all-star game <laughs> a week after the season starts. Right. You yeah. know, and and in all reality, you gotta you gotta figure out. Look, this late start, you lose so many fans and so many people to football. And this, this baseball season starting July first. I mean, fantasy baseball is almost going to be unheard of for this year. Yeah, listen, I, I know I already got the I mean, the do message. You, do you want to focus on 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 fantasy baseball drafts in I mean, you might not have anything else to do and want to do it in June, but how long are you going to how long are you going to actually watch that team? You're going to you're going to get 3-4 weeks and you're already knee deep in fantasy football draft stuff. No, you're right. I mean, and that's the thing. It, it, it's going to overlap and everything is going to be weird. I mean, I, I looked at, you know, we even football you know, if that were to delayed, we looked at going in. They're talking about playing maybe up until March, right? So, you know, there, there's so many different things here that are going to overlap. And, and that's why I keep saying logistics because you just don't know how this is all going to coincide with, you know, with arenas. And, you know, it, it's just – it's crazy, man. It's Dude, if they crazy. go in – if the NFL goes into March, I want to I see the Bills host a playoff game in, like, February. Oh. <laughs> I want to see the tailgate, dude. You want to talk about a snowball? I'll tell you what. Yeah, that 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 would be very interesting. That'd be like baseball, you know, late winter in Colorado, right? Could be the same kind of yep. deal. Could be the same kind of deal. But what about Shefty coming out, right? And 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 I want to get into this a little bit because he basically, I don't know if you guys seen it, but he was very vocal and negative, you know, about the owners in in, in the NFL. So basically going forward without even looking at maybe this season could be delayed or maybe they should be doing something to combat what's going on with this pandemic. And and I, I think I said this before, I, I kind of understand what he's saying because it was really, really hard for me to get into free agency this year because, you know, obviously we all, you know, we're all blessed enough right now to be working. Uh, you know, which is a, which is a good thing, but there's a lot of people. Six point six million dollar. I mean, six point six million people filed for unemployment uh, in the last week. A record number, shattering the old record of last week, a three point two million. Right. So it was hard for me to get into it, saying, "Wow, look at this guy making a hundred million dollars. Look at this guy getting a hundred million dollars." And thinking, you know, all these small business owners that are out of work right now, and all these people out of work, it was hard for me to get excited over these huge dollar contracts. So. Do you think Shefty was right as being the only person? You know, he's been the only guy to come out against the NFL, and he's, he's a pretty big voice. I, I love that he did it personally. I mean, it, it's, it goes to a whole nother level, which we don't discuss here, but on politics and, and everything else, and greed is the, the, the key word. And I think Shefty, without saying that out loud, that was his point. Like how, how greedy and how – uh, you know, this is not a necessity right now. Now, we don't know in Shefty's life, you know, there might be somebody close to his in his immediate family that is going through some things right now. So you don't know exactly where his mindset was other than the fact that he was calling out the NFL for, you know, their lack of focus on what's important right now. So, um, you know, I'm glad he said it. Uh, I, you know, he's well-respected and, um, I think it needed to be said too, but also Tony, you see what his words did, right? Hmm. Not not one thing, right? Nothing. After, 
business as usual. Yeah. And, and, and that's, what that. comes, that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, I, I, business as usual is something that you kind of need that from a leader, though. You kind of need that from somebody to stand up and say, whether it's on your sports team or your, or your, or your, your own work world, you know, you need somebody to say, hey, listen, we have a job to do. Let's stay focused um, as best we can. We understand that there's unprecedented times right now for the whole world, uh, but we're going to try and continue. And you need that in life. You, you need those things. You need those people. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I completely, I, I completely agree, and I, I think I've said this before, and, and I'll say it again. And I, you know, there, there's no end in sight right now to normalcy, but you know, I think you know you need somebody like you said, stand up, just take ownership. Which you know, I, I'll tell you what, a lot of the, a lot of the governors, I really like what they've done. Uh, I like how they stood up, and whether they agree with you know presidential terms or not, but just the simple fact that. I, I, again, you know, Dave, you go out, me, I go out, uh, John, luckily you don't go out, but you know, we're any day of the week when we go out, whether it be for groceries or whether we, you know, our essential job, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're exposed. And I, you know, and, and the fact of the matter is, you know, if it happens, it happens and there's really nothing we can do to control it. Um, uh, we just have to hope that everybody works through it and, and, and everybody will be okay. So, you know, for, for that to fall on deaf ears is exactly what you said, Dave. It just shows people really don't care. They just, they just want to hear about football. That's what they yeah. want to hear. Yeah. It gives them um, a break from reality and it get, takes you out of, you know, the everyday nonsense. That's especially what's going on now. Um, so yeah, you know, that's what people need. That's what people want. They want distractions. And, and what better distraction than one of the largest money makers sports in the world? And speaking of, speaking about money, I thought this was great. And it's something we got to touch on because, you know, obviously there is no NBA, but there's still news. And, you know, and the news that came out that the New York Knicks were interested in prying Elton Brand away for their opening GM spot to me is comical. Because I look, and, you know, no disrespect to Elton Brand, but, you know, the Knicks franchise is in shambles. They have one of the most craziest owners in the world. And, you know, the, the, that team is a dumpster fire out there. And and now you're looking to take it a guy like Elton Brand, who has shown, I know he's only been in the role for a year, but we have our own dumpster fire in Philadelphia. And now somebody wants to come and take him away and, and give us a draft pick in return? I mean, is that something you're turning down? Because I, I, you know, even with this pandemic, I think I'm I'm Ubering his ass straight over to New York, uh, it, probably in a chemical suit. But I drop him off. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think? Give me a pick. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, poor Elton. I'm not trying to degrade him or anything, but you know, he's not the second coming here, right? He's I mean, not a prized the, asset, right? I mean, let's face it. And you know, I've been getting killed on Twitter all morning going back and forth by uh, a dude named Mikey Mack, and which is cool. I, I, I love going back and forth. And, uh, you know, Hunter, Hunter Brody mentioned something, and, uh, you know, it was basically like, yeah, I would think we should give him another chance. And we, but, but, but my whole focus is it's not necessarily about Elton Brand. It's about the organization, right? So you have to take this organization and say it needs a new direction. 
It needs something different. It's not working. And unfortunately, even though Elton Brand's only had a year, he's doing the same thing with the same kind of team. And the, the narrative over the last two to three years is exactly the same. So I don't think you could take away Brett and bring just a new head coach. I think this is a clean slate. And, I, you know, you have to wipe them both out because I think there's too many uh, friendlies, so to speak, with Elton. And I think that a new coach or a new general manager is going to want a new coach anyway. So I think they go hand in hand, and I think you have to change both of them. Do you agree? Well, I mean, um, I think – I think you're right. They they kind of that's how it normally goes. Uh, they're paired up, right? The head coach and the GM. Um, I don't necessarily know in this case if that's exactly the norm or or what we have there. Um, I think Elton Brand grew up here kind of a little bit. Had his big boy shoes on, put in the Sixers organization. I think he's comfortable. Um, but John said something interesting. If we get something in return then it's worth listening to then, right? Oh, no doubt. Right, John? Yeah, that's how I see it. I mean, I, look, I, I, I don't think he did anything for us to get rid of him as of yet. But at the same time, you know, if you get something out of it, why not? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm ready to that's my That's my big basketball insight. That's all right. Well, well here's some more <laughs> basketball insight because we, you know, every day we'll daily on the heat ratio, we, we, we have the heat ratio battle box, and we try to do a little little vote, see what everybody thinks, one against all. We did video games the other day, and today we're talking centers, and we're talking about if you can bring a guy back in his prime to play the center position, and it's between two guys, Shaquille O'Neal or Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, who are you taking? Who would you want to see in their prime on your squad? And I think this is a very interesting question because you have Shaq with the power and, you know, Akeem with the finesse. And I think the dream is far underrated for what he really was. And I don't know if that's because he played in a time where we focused on other people or we just didn't realize it was the Houston Rockets and they weren't a primetime team. So, you know, you, he wasn't on the L.A. Lakers. He, you know, he wasn't on the Detroit Pistons or the Chicago Bulls. So maybe we just didn't focus on him enough, kind of like Chris Paul, in my opinion, nowadays, who is one of the best players that we never talk of because he played so long in Charlotte in a weak market. So I would take uh, – personally, uh, you know, I'm going to go Shaq. And, and, and I know – uh, you know, we may differ on this, and, and I love them both, but Shaquille O'Neal was just so dominant, you know, so dominant. And, and everything about him from the LSU days to, to Orlando, you know, in Miami, in the Lakers. But when he was with the Lakers, he was virtually unstoppable. I mean, there was nobody. I, I just have visions of the Kembe Mutombo trying to go guard him one-on-one, dude, and it wasn't even close. And the Kembe, he was the man. Right, he, but he, I mean, strength versus strength, he had no shot. I mean, it was like you know, Shaq could have hit him with a with his hand. And he was taking it out, but but here's the funny thing. Before I get to your guys' thoughts, funny thing about that is I'm a big Bulls guy. In April 19th, by the way, that documentary for the Bulls comes out, which is going to be fantastic. Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman guarded Shaq one on one against the Bulls. You know, when the Bulls were against the Lakers in the finals, go back and watch it. And that was something of beauty because you would never think he just got into his head. He was physical and it was something that you'll never, ever see, but I would definitely take Shaq. What about you, Dave? Where you go? Shaq or Akeem? 
Uh, are we talking today's NBA? I mean, yeah, I mean, that, right now in his prime, if you could take one of those guys and turn them on your team right now, who would it be? Without a doubt, Akeem Olajuwon. You're going dream shake, huh? I, oh yeah. I, I mean, I loved, I loved Shaquille O'Neal. I loved everything about him. I was just watching him dance with his kids in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I was watching that too. I think he's hilarious. Um, and I think he was tremendous worker and dominant everything you said. But I, what you said in the beginning about Akeem Olajuwon, very underrated and, and not appreciated as much as he should be. I mean, I don't know if I put him ahead of Shaquille um, as all-time centers, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I think that what he did, like he, they won two championships in a row, didn't they? Or am I wrong? When the Bulls were out, when Jordan was there, Rudy Tomjanovich. Yep, they won the back to back. Yeah. So, um, I I mean, Akeem Olajuwon, what he did defensively, what obviously offensively, he was he was awesome, and and I think he translates way better in today's NBA than Shaq would. Um, you know, the hack-a-shack thing, I think that's that's a big deal. Uh, Dream could do it all, man. He could do it all. And his footwork was phenomenal, and he was well-conditioned. And um, I just think he would translate better. I would take him. What about you, John? No, you're not the basketball guy. but No, but, next- this, but this is in my basketball wheelhouse oh, because like this was it. back when I did fantasy basketball. So th- this is an era that I can relate to. Um. Shaq is by he's always been my favorite basketball player of all time period just personality what he did on the court but in terms of best center in today's NBA Olajuwon to me hands down as well Um, his game just translates so much better I mean Shaq can't shoot free throws the game isn't really played that way I mean look at what Barkley used to do too like in some of them like back in the day you know the there's just not as much physicality which, I mean, you could always bring it back. But in terms of today, I mean, Olajuwon would hit threes. You know, right. the, he, he would have that, that little jumper, you know what I mean, in, in somebody's face where Shaq just didn't have those capabilities. And in today's NBA, I think Olajuwon would, is just a, a more natural fit. And, yes, he would dominate. It would be nice to see, I'll tell you that. Definitely would be nice to see. So – Kind of parlaying on our baseball and uh, because we got the football last episode, so we'll just keep this going with baseball and basketball is, you know, obviously in quarantine time, a lot of people's, especially our kids, best friends are video game systems. And growing up, I was a huge gamer. I know about you guys, but, you know, I, I waited in line. I'm not going to lie. I waited in line for the Madden review, for the NBA, you know, NBA 2K, the show. I was one of them cats. Midnight, I wanted that game in my hand, man. I, I really did. So, ask you guys the question, and i obviously probably go back 20 years at least, but your favorite sports video games that you used to play, what were they? Because I, I, I started off, and talk about basketball, but double dribble to me was awesome. I mean, that was a regular Nintendo game, the old school Nintendo game where you actually had to blow in a cartridge if it wasn't working and kind of like, remember, remember you got to slide it over and press it down and hope that it would play. And then you had, you know, guy was on fire. He would be blinking 
and you know, just like NBA Jam and the net would turn. And I mean, double dribble, I would play all day long. What about you guys? You got a, a favorite sports video game? Go ahead, Dave. Um, well, we had a Sega Genesis, I think it was. Um, they had hockey, ice hockey. Yes. And I think the best team, and we played them, we, we would fight to try and get the Buffalo Sabres team at that time. They had like Pat LaFontaine. Oh, and wow. Pavel Bure, and I forget who else, but that team was the, on that particular game. They were like phenomenal, and and that was a big deal for us. And I was in young twenties, I was age wise, and uh, yeah, that was that was our favorite thing, and that was our favorite game to play. How about you, John? You, what was your? Were you a gamer? Well, uh, well, <laughs> put it this way: when they went to three buttons, is uh-huh. when I basically quit video gaming because it was just too much for me. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sticking back with, well, and it was also in my age wheelhouse with, uh, just Nintendo, regular Nintendo. You give me any Tecmo Bowl product because they also had Tecmo basketball that yeah. I was big into, but my ultimate is, is definitely super Tecmo Bowl with, they had the statistic capabilities that came in where you could, so every every time I'd play a season, I would want to have the number one QB running back and receiver all at the same time, like blowing out every, most touchdowns. Most like that's why it wasn't even to win and win the Super Bowl. Now it was to I want to be tops in every single offensive category. Um, dude, Super Tech Mobile. That, that was that was my jam. That's crazy because you mentioned the buttons, and the funny thing is, like right now, it's so different. Like. I watched somebody post on Twitter was like, when, when can we just play the game? And, you know, my kids love the games and I'll play with them as, you know, uh, you know, messing around. And I'm like, when it used to be so difficult, it used to be so easy, right? You throw the game in, boom, you go to play. Now you have to download the super packs and the, you know, all the profiles. And get, I'm like, this takes an hour before I can even play a freaking game. Right. They dress, they dress so, the players up. Like you got to pick gear and you're, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was never it was never that difficult, right? And Dave, you talk about hockey. Remember Blades of Steel? Oh yeah, Blades of Steel. Yes, Blade, I mean these are old school man. Blades of Steel, but Tecmo Bowl, John. That was that was the truth, man. I remember everybody wanted to be Bo Jackson in that game. Bo Jackson or Walter Payton with the '85 Bears, right? He would yes. just run over everybody in that game. I everybody. thought that was I, cool. I thought that was cool with Tecmo Bowl that you could pick like you could have like the All Madden team. Remember, I, I or uh, maybe it wasn't Tecmo Bowl, but um, no, that wasn't Tecmo. That was obviously Matt. Was it Madden? Madden, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the beginning part, you could pick up All Madden team, and 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 I thought that stuff was pretty cool. But yeah, the kids today like basketball is huge in my house. Um, you can pick the courts. You can you know one oh, on one. You can pick. You can pick out whether you you know you can pick out working out. Like you can play a game where you're just training. It's crazy. No, it really is. It really is. It's crazy. But you know, you know. Again, I keep saying parlay because I I kind of build all these topics based around certain things. It's great because we're we're flowing right into the next. And I want to talk about the music. So, and the reason why is video games always had great music and they had, they had different, d- decent tones we would listen to. But now more than any that we're quarantined and, and, you know, and we have some quiet time, you know, well, maybe John does. I don't know about me and Dave, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, John, I'd throw it in there. But, um, 
I, you know, I, I, I'm whether it be sitting outside the fire pit or sitting out, you know, where everybody's sleeping, just listen to some music, you know, reading through some emails. You know, what's your 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 quarantine music like? Because I'm like all over the map. So what, what I'm asking is, I, I was on a show this week and they asked me if I could sit and quarantine for a couple of days and just listen to music. And I had to pick four, whether it be musicians, groups, who would they be? And I was all over the map. I thought it was crazy because I went Counting Crows. Dave, you've seen this, right? Counting Crows. I went Aerosmith. I went to Wu-Tang Clan and New Edition. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's funny when I did that, everybody's like, what? And I'm like, listen, New Edition, you have to take all the personalities out of play, right? So you talk about the the solo performers like a Bobby Brown and Ralph Trezvant and Johnny Gill. You know, you know, Bell Bib DeVoe, right? All them guys came from New Edition. So, you know, I, that's why I picked them. But I, I think it was all over the map. What about you guys? What what would be your quarantine music? Like, who's on your playlist, man? Dave. Uh, okay. we, we, all right. No, we, we, John never goes first, Dave. I don't know what's up with I'm bland. I'm bland. I, I <laughs> Go, Dave. I, I would have to – I mean, groups – uh, Pearl Jam just came out with a new album, but I, I'd be more specific around a genre. Like we just, I, I was driving into work the other day and I had Motown on. Um, Love Motown. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's something I, I'll go from Motown. I like doo-wop. I have a, a good family friend that uh, performs doo-wop. I, I love that, I, you know, acapella. Um, but I mean, for me, genres would have to be more than groups. Um, like the grunge I grew up with, I loved Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Um, you know, I, I can go, I, my, I have three older brothers. So that genre of Led Zeppelin and the who and uh, Genesis and, and, and that. So I, I mean, I can, I can do that as well. Um, so I would have to be more specific around genres. I would pick, I would pick those three. Um, and I guess, um, with the Beatles and, and those guys that, that, that genre would be my picks. So go ahead, Mr. Bland. What do you got for us? Dude, this, being locked in, not going anywhere. I haven't, I haven't watched any sports. I haven't listened to any music. Like, I feel like I'm living in a cave just waiting for hibernation season to be over. So I, I, I mean, you, man, it's so, crazy. so it that, crazy. that that my my uh, my my quarantine music is no music. But in general, I mean, I did cook on the grill the one a couple days ago. I made some steak, and I, if if I'm outside or just chilling on the deck, I want usually ACDC, um, CCR, Zeppelin. That's that's the genre that I, I want to listen to when I'm outside. Never got into the grunge stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely go with like some late seventies disco type stuff. Almost a little bit of like Motown, some Earth, Wind, and Fire in there. Um, Trying to think, some Spinners. Um, spinners, love it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So. But I, I could go back. all over the place. I, I, you know, I could go some Shania Twain any day. Oh, he brought up the I, you know, feel like a woman. Here we go. He brought the Shania Twain story. Oh 
back in the day. Hi, right, John. Hi, right, John. We see you. We see you. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, before we go, I, I was asked this question, and it's not on our list, so I'm going to put you guys on the spot. You know, with Tom Brady going to the NFC, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk one quick football segment here. Top five quarterbacks in the NFC right now. Tom Brady in that top five. And if he is in that top five, who's your number one? I'll tell you right now that my number one was still Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, and, and followed by Russell Wilson, and I put Tom Brady third. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Where Tom Brady, is he in that top five? Is he top three? Now that, you know, in, in Tampa Bay, where does he go? John, I'll go to you first. Where does he go? Uh, that's a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm frantically running through my brain of uh, all the I NFC know. teams. Um, definitely Wilson and Rodgers, I'm definitely putting above them. Um, dude, it's, it's a big question mark what he's going to do this year with the new coach and the new staff and new receivers and new scheme. And so I really don't know. I mean, I would have to go top five process elimination with a lot of the stuff that's going on out there. I can't put Philip river. Oh, well, rivers is in the AFC, right. but I mean, you look at, you know, the Bears, the Lions, like, you look at some of these teams, it's like, how could you possibly not put Brady over their what, quarterback right. situation? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Brady's top five. I don't know. You got Breeze. Yep. And then, I, got I, Wentz. I don't know. What, what, Where's what, Wentz what, coming? Well, right. Does, I mean, is it is it Carson Wentz? I mean, I don't know. I, is, I, is, he, is he the next – would he be the next guy? I wouldn't put Goff ahead of him. No. No, me neither. Some people I wouldn't put Tyler Larry up in that top five, which I thought was ridiculous. Uh, well, he he got, he got a new weapon. We'll, we'll, I agree. We'll see though. Right? Not yet. Not yet. I, I I still think until Aaron Rodgers shows he he you know he's not the magic man anymore. I still think he's number one. But I I would I would yes. see Carson in there at five. I would sneak Carson in there at five. I think I think Carson's a top five, and I still think Brady's a top five. I think Brady's a top three. I think Breeze takes a step back again this year. I thought he took a little step back last year, to be honest with you. And I think he does the same thing. Uh, you know, they did re-sign him for another two years out there, I think two or three. But, you know, I still think uh, he has a lot lot more to prove that he can still get it done at this age. What about you, Dave? You got Brady in your top three or top five? NFC? Yeah. I mean, um, so I would say Brady has to be up there, obviously. Drew Brees is still – relevant um Aaron Rodgers you would consider definitely up there um my opinion is Carson would be up there as well um I guess you know <clears throat> I don't know I mean Dax Pres Prescott's passing numbers are up there but uh, you know no one no one considers him an elite quarterback not even um, his own team how to, what's that? I said not even his own team. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, I mean, yeah, you know, there was one poll, and I, I don't think I don't know what it was right now. I, I think it was Dan Orlovsky that had top five, and he didn't even have Aaron Rodgers in there. He picked he picked Carson Wentz as the fifth, and I forget it was Brady, Breeze, Russell uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson. Carson was in there. Aaron was not. So I'm trying to think of wow. the fourth one 
that it could possibly have been, and I and I I can't I can't grab it right now out of my head. I forget. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, everybody has their opinions. Uh, right now, what our I know I'm diving into something a little different now, but what our organization is doing, not giving Carson weapons, um, he's going to struggle a bit unless things change on that end. You know, agreed. Say what you want about the Cowboys that they have, they wrapped up. Uh, Dak's, you know, main reason why he's had success in Amari Cooper and Zeke is still there. So Dak is going to put up decent numbers. Now, hopefully, hopefully we can get Carson some weapons and he'll continue to show everybody what he's capable, truly capable of. I completely agree. And on that note, we're going to get out because I think this is a really, really good. We'll continue on that conversation next next episode because i think it's huge and i think that there's a lot of moves to be made yet for the eagles and you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk touch on that on our next football episode which will be next week uh so everybody thanks for tuning in everybody stay safe stay healthy best you can do uh if you have symptoms please stay home get yourself better we'll all work through this uh we'll have sports back one day but until we do we'll still be here once twice who knows, maybe three times a week with some guests and some different conversation to keep us going. So, again, uh, for, for John Coger at PGH, John 36, Dave Dixon at Coach Dixon 365, I'm Tony Giselle Cotillo at Ticatillo 23. Follow us at Heat Ratio Sports on Twitter and get our podcast everywhere they're available. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day, and we will see you next time. Peace. Doing it for the love, so now I'm doing what I want. <laughs> For the love of this shit. Doing it, 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 doing it